0: Welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Lauralee Humphreys. So today's conversation is the first part of two episodes, and it's a big conversation, which I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of. So I hope that you stick with me all the way through the end and really listen to what I have to share with you today. So when we're dealing with healing ourselves, we're dealing a lot with our body. Therefore, it's very important that you have a deep understanding of what the body is for you what is your relationship to it it's far more than just a hunk of flesh a bunch of muscles and blood that you drag around and look at sometimes as an inconvenience because you're off chasing after shiny bright objects and status and money and oftentimes we don't even want to pay attention to our body until it screams so loud that it puts us in bed because of pain or some type of illness. So rather than going down that painful route of unconscious living, let's choose to do differently. So today's conversation is laying the foundation to help you really expand your perception of what your body is and how you can can connect to it, how you understand it and how you work with it. So to start this conversation off, I'm going to reference a movie that came out quite a few years ago. So it's called The Horse Whisperer, and I encourage you to go look it up if you haven't already seen it. Or if you have seen it several years ago, go look at it and watch it again. Because it really illustrates the point of what I want to convey to you today. So The Horse Whisperer is a movie. It was produced uh, by uh, Robert Redford, who's also one of the actors in it. And it's about a story of a girl. I think she's 12, 13 years old, who absolutely loved her horse. Her relationship with that horse was like the central thing in her life. So she and her friend were out riding one winter morning. Something they loved to do. They did all the time. And there was a horrific horrific accident
1: it's one of those
0: things when you're watching the movie you just kind of cringe and your gut just churns because you can you can relate to how horrific such an experience is so such a traumatizing experience left both the girl and the horse very very wounded the horse kind of like went great, not really crazy, but it was just very unruly. It wouldn't, couldn't heal. It was in so much shock and trauma, nobody could even get near it. And a lot of the vets were telling that the mother and the daughter that they needed to just put the horse down because it was just so out of control. But the daughter and the mother just couldn't because the mother knew that if the horse was put down, then it would completely suck the life and the spirit out of her daughter. And she just couldn't do that. She Her daughter had already been through so much already. And even the daughter was not responding well, she couldn't, she wasn't bouncing back to how she was before because the the accident, the trauma and the injury was so great. So after several months of this, the mother was like, what do I do for my daughter? How do I find my daughter again? So she started looking and she found off in the Timbuktu's of Montana. This guy called the was called the horse whisperer, who was be able would be able to really rehabilitate animals and horses and really help them heal from injuries. So she reached out to the guy, like pestering him enough, is <laughs> where he would say, "Yes, I will work with you and your daughter." So she loaded up the horse and her unruly daughter, and took off across his truck across the country, and then the rest of the movie is about the healing process that the horse and the daughter, the girl went through in order for them to heal themselves for the daughter to reconnect with herself again and reestablish a relationship with the, with her horse again, to reestablish the trust with the animal again. And I remember there's one scene that was just such a poignant scene. It's just a beautiful, beautiful scenery in this open meadow and of middle of summertime and, and, the mountains of Montana. It's just a gorgeous scenery. And the the horse just took off and just didn't want to have anything to do with the uh, rehabilitation attempts of the horse whisperer, the, the cowboy dude, who was played by Robert Redford. And so I just took off into this meadow and it just stood there. It just didn't want to have anything to do with anybody. And so what the cowboy did, just very slowly, calmly, gently, just walked into the meadow, stood several feet away or several yards away from the horse and just sat there and sat there and just focused solely on the horse, maybe doing some telepathic energetic communication of saying that it's okay, you're safe, you can calm down, I'm not going to hurt you again. And after quite a while of that, then slowly the horse walked over to him And that was the the turning point for him to be able to really help the horse. So why this movie was so poignant and so impactful for me when I watched it is because it's a perfect story, a perfect metaphor and example of what happens with us in our relationship with our body. How we learn to trust it and work with it and understand it. And what happens when we have traumas, experiences, things that go awry, where we're left with such traumas, like, how do I even begin to make sense of this and find my way back to myself and heal my body? So I'm telling you out of this metaphor of this story, when you're working to heal your body, you've got to do it. From a standpoint of understanding and acknowledging the innate intelligence, the innate consciousness that exists within your body. When you look at a trainer of any kind of an an animal trainer of any kind, or even for those of you who have pets and dogs or dogs, especially pets, especially dogs. It's very obvious when you're interacting with an animal, it has its own personality, its own innate intelligence. It operates the way that it is. A dog is simply what it is. A horse is what it is. By nature, it's designed that way. It's not going to change. It's your job as a human to learn to understand your pet, dog, or the horse, or whatever animal you're working with, to understand them, to find harmony with them, to allow the animal to be what it is and express itself to its fullest capacity. To acknowledge the innate built-in consciousness and intelligent awareness of the animal. Animals are elemental beings, meaning they are made of the earth. They are nature's children, if you want to call it that, of some form. Animals have innate within them a two dimensional or two second density consciousness. It's spirit and consciousness that is pervasive in every iota of everything manifest. And it's coalesced and developed to such a degree that it can express itself as a second density consciousness within the animal. That's what gives it its personality, its characters, its its quirks, its um, intelligence, its little spirit. Our bodies are exactly the same way, in and of ourselves, in and of themselves. Our bodies are also. Second density consciousness, meaning the human mammal, in and of itself. Then, when you blend, when you're born, you, your soul, your in, your consciousness blends with the with your body for the purpose of refining and developing and evolving this physical matter. This. Innate intelligence, this is your body, blending it with your own, your spiritual essence, to together, you and your body, refine and evolve into a being of light. A very refined expression of this physical matter. That's why we take on physical form. That's why you have a body, is to refine it, to work with it. To evolve yourself through the avenue of third density physical matter. So that brings me to the first of six pillars or concepts that is important for you to understand when approaching your body and learning to understand how to work with it. So The the way that I came to these six pillars of relationship with your body was through learning principles of natural holistic healing, as well as my own healing process and healing journey that I took to connect with my body, to understand my own body. And it's something that I did for many, many years. I worked with an energy healer who taught me how to open my intuition, my psychic senses, to be able to see and sense the energy system. That's one of the reasons why I talk about it so much, because I've experienced it. I know how to work with it, and I understand and have experienced the profound changes in healing results that happen when you engage in energy healing work and learn how to tap into your energy system to tap into deeper levels of yourself and understand how your energy system is interfaced with your physical body. I've experienced this firsthand as well as studied it extensively and been taught about it. That's why i pushed so much of it here in this podcast for you to understand as well. So in the course of all of that, then I learned these six different concepts, which I call pillars of relationship. For you to understand and, and and working with your body. So in today's conversation, we're going to go through some of them. And then in the following episode, then I'm going to complete these six pillars. Okay. So this first one is that your body has an intelligent design. Your body is intelligent. Just like when you look at your, your dog or you interact, interact with an animal or horse and you can you've worked with it long enough and you can see its little personalities come out. Your body has the same thing. It's hardwired in and built in the makeup of your body to have this intelligent design. Your body has its own type of innate intelligence or consciousness. It knows how to function. It knows how to pick up and read energy signals, and your environment it knows what it needs to do to preserve itself it's developed this way through eons of evolutionary time if there was an organ or a function that over the course of time did not serve the forward evolution or the forward refinement and development of this physical body those tissues or functions or organs would have fallen away. The body only, the, the, what we have today, is the end result of a lot of intelligent design, designing and evolution of the body. And yes, you can say that back in the days of, a long time ago, then There have been tinkerings with the human genetics. There have been shifts and changes done with the human genome. And yet, who we are today functions as it does based upon intelligent design. And it's a design that you will not change. It is your job to learn how to work with it and to understand it instead of fight with it or ignore it, or think that you can take some drug and override some hardwired function that your body is innately designed to do and to know. You're not going to change that. If you try to do that, you're only going to mess yourself up. The other thing in wrapping your mind around the fact that your body is intelligent, innately intelligent, is... To understand that just because it expresses its intelligence in a way differently than our conscious waking intelligence or awareness of how we do our normal life, that does not mean or discount that it does not mean that you can discount the fact that your body and the cells of your body are intelligent. They have their own expression of said intelligence and that they know what they're doing. Don't be so arrogant to think that intelligence and awareness can only be expressed in one way. That is simply not true. Following on the heels of that brings us to the second pillar of understanding your body. And that is that your body has innately wired and built within it its own self-healing, cleansing, regulating, and balancing mechanisms. Every single cell in your body, the 65 trillion cells, plus all of the microbes that make up your body, they know exactly what they need to do in order to function. A red blood cell knows what it needs to do to pick up, uh, to know how much iron it needs, to pick up oxygen, to carry it to wherever it goes. It knows how to replicate itself. The body knows how to cleanse and detoxify itself from impurities and toxins that come into it, provided you give it the resources it needs and get out of your own way and allow your body to do what it needs to do. That's what it means to heal yourself, allowing your body to do what it knows it needs to do in order to cleanse, balance and heal and regulate itself. All of the cells in our bodies do countless, countless chemical processes that keep everything running, to keep your heart beating, to keep you breathing, to digest your food, to move your muscles. Such exquisite, complex functions that we can't even begin to understand. And I realize in academia land and in the mainstream um, medical world, then there's a lot of researchers and scientists say, oh yeah, we figured all this out. It's like, oh, bullshit. No, you haven't. One plus one does not always equate to an end-defining result when it comes to chemical reactions what the body does. Do not fall for the arrogance of the ignorance within the academia, medical, scientific world telling you they know exactly what needs to be done with your body and they know exactly what it's doing. They don't. There is absolutely no way on God's green earth they could know exactly everything about how your body functions. Especially, especially because they refuse to acknowledge the existence of consciousness. The fact that There's intelligence within yourselves running the whole show. The fact that you are a spiritual, energetic, creative being infused within the body that gives you life. Most scholars and researchers in academia land are such atheists that they refuse to admit the very thing that animates themselves And what animates the body? And how could you possibly begin to understand anything about the body and how it functions when you refuse to admit or acknowledge the existence of the thing that gives it life to begin with? When you refuse to admit that consciousness and spirit exists? It's absurd. It's the height of ignorance and arrogance. Don't fall for it. Your body has within it, built in, hardwired, the innate intelligence of how to heal itself. The very process of healing itself is the process of cleansing and detoxifying and ridding itself of noxious chemicals, toxins, carcinogens, neurotoxins, harmful radiations and EMFs and wavelengths that we're subjected to, to be able to break down old diseased malforming tissue, to break all that down to the core materials of the amino acids, to be able to recycle those amino acids and other compounds into new tissue going forward. It knows how to recycle and break down and eliminate offensive things that the body knows it does not need that knows that it's those compounds that will do it harm and things that the body cannot recognize or use or even read the energy signature of. The body is capable of doing all of this. It knows how. It's hardwired to do that. Just think of when you break a bone or you have a cut in a tissue, in, in a muscle that goes quite deep. Do you do anything other than, you know, stitch it together and and give it some salve or of uh, herbs or essential oils or things. But do those things do the actual healing of the broken bone? Does your doctor heal your broken bone? No, all they're going to do is set it and then put a cast on. Your body is the one who heals the broken bone. Your body is the one who heals the cut, the deep cut in the muscle. No outside entity does that, your body does that by itself. There's this complete disconnect when we look at things like that. And then when we look at things like blood sugar regulations, issues with the cardiovascular system, with too much cholesterol, with growths and tumors, if the body is capable of doing one thing to is capable of break of healing a broken bone, why do you not think that it's also capable of breaking down and eliminating tumors? Why do you think that it's not capable of rebuilding new healthy muscle tissue for your heart or your colon? Just because you've been taught that it's not possible does not mean that that is actually the reality. We've been so conditioned by society and by conventional medicine that the body can't do anything without drugs that we've completely crippled ourselves and we completely have divorced ourselves from a connection and understanding of the body. And yet you're living in it every day. So I encourage you to observe this within yourself and maybe let go of some false ideas and learn to actually embrace the fact that your body knows what it's doing It's built to heal itself. It's built to balance itself, to regulate and regenerate and actually live quite a long time if you just got get out of your own damn way and give it the resources it needs to function according to its potential and to stop poisoning your body. The root of all disease is toxicity. So why do you keep poisoning yourself? It doesn't make any sense. The mechanisms of the body to cleanse, balance and heal itself are always the same. They never deviate, they never change. You can trust them, you can count on them because they never change. The body's always going to create a fever when it needs to clean something out and get bacterial overgrowth under control. It's going to create inflammation for a purpose. The body creates or holds on to excess water for a purpose when it knows it needs to dilute toxic areas to affect the pH balance, to keep it in check so that it doesn't kill you. The body knows what it needs to do. It's always going to respond with the same type of mechanisms when it goes about its process of cleansing and healing itself. Because it operates According to natural law, that's how you can recognize natural law because the body never deviates from its foundational functions of how it operates. It's always going to present a fever for a particular reason. It's always going to present edema or inflammation, for example, for a particular reason. It's up to you to understand what that reason is. It's up to you to understand what you've done, what you've given your body, such that it that kind of response is now required in order for your body to maintain hormone. Um, equilibrium and harmony and balance and health. When we get sick or have a cold, oftentimes, according to our deep social conditioning, we don't even think twice about running off to the drugstore to get some drug or medication or or cream or whatever, to slather on our skin, to pop down our throats. Not even thinking about Number one, what that drug or thing is going to do to the body. And number two, what the body is trying to do in the production of said flu or congestion in the first place. It always creates a flu as part of the cleansing, detoxing process. It needs to get something out through the pathways of elimination, i.e. the sinuses, your breath, your nose, out through the colon, out through sweating, out through skin uh, rashes and such to push things out of the body through those routes because it knows those things are toxic that it's trying to heal from. When you slather on stuff all over your skin or pop stuff down your throat to deal with, and I say that very loosely, things like flus and infections or fevers, all you're doing is shutting down And stopping and hijacking, aborting the healing process that the body is trying to do. Of what the body knows it needs to do in order to maintain health and equilibrium and balance. You are working against yourself when you do this. When that happens, the offense, the toxicity only gets pushed deeper and deeper into the body, into the cells. The imbalance remains just because you no longer have a stuffy nose or a sore throat or a sinus infection. If you have not allowed the body to actually purge the toxicity and waste of what it was trying to get rid of, if you've hijacked that, you still have the imbalance. You still have the toxicity within your cells and tissues. And over time and distance, if you don't allow the body to cleanse itself, it will present itself, it will present a more complex, more Difficult situation for you to then have to deal with when you can understand this concept and Understand how your body works in this way according to natural law and work, learn to work with it and learn to give it The resources and materials it needs to do the job that it knows how to do the things that it's hardwired to do then the body can actually respond fairly quickly And then you'll learn how to come into a more harmonious relationship with your body to recognize what it's telling you, to recognize what it needs. That's how you learn through experience and how to take care of yourself and how to heal yourself. The language of the body is symptoms. Just like we speak English or other people speak Russian or Chinese or whatever, whatever. That's our language. The language of the body is symptom. That's how it tells you something is off. That's how it communicates to you. Again, your body is an intelligent being. It has hardwired intelligence. It knows exactly what it needs in order to function. That's the way it communicates. It's up to you to understand this. And it's up to you to learn to work in harmony with the nature of the language of your body. Not fight it. And work against yourself and suppress it. That only creates more problems. And then people wonder why they're so miserable and sick. Learn to recognize your body's way of communicating to you. And stop shoving it down. You wouldn't like someone shoving a sock in your throat saying that you can't speak, would you? Why do you do that to your body? Now that you know, stop doing it. Pillar number three in understanding how your body functions to have a healthier relationship with it. And that is your body is hardwired to survive. All 65 trillion cells in your body love their life. They want to live. Even all the microorganisms that keep you alive and all the uh, micro microbiome uh, microbiome within your gut on your skin and all the body orifices they enjoy their life. they're hardwired to survive collectively as a collective as a whole organism of all of these cells and all of the, the microbes that make up your body that's a huge collection of intelligence, a huge collection of consciousness, a huge collection of the will, to live. Your body knows how to stay alive, provided you allow it to do its job. Again, as the body developed into what it is today over eons of evolutionary time, the survival mechanism became very fine-tuned. You need it. You require it. You don't quite frankly, live without having your survival instinct intact. The problem, again, one another problem of today's modern society is that our instincts have become so dulled and we've been conditioned so far away from being in touch with our bodies and our instincts that we have haven't a clue as to what our body is doing. And so more often than not, the survival instinct gets kicked in in a, a way and in a time that it really, we that's really not in your best interest because you're so out of touch with your body and yourself. One of the things that will trigger the survival instinct of your body is your attitude and your thoughts and the words that you say to yourself every single day how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your body. Your body listens to everything you're saying. Again, it's intelligent. All of your cells have awareness and intelligence in them. They know exactly what they need to do in order to function. It's their desire to function the best that they can in order to live to the fullest of their expression, to fulfill the potential of their creation, which is to be the healthiest Blood cell, the healthiest lymph node, the lymph system cell, the healthiest hair cell. Your bodies love to do this. They love their life. They love to serve you, to keep you alive, to keep the whole organism alive. The cells of the body, your body knows its measure of its creation, its job, its purpose is to house you you, your being, your spirit, your spiritual creative intelligence, this divine spark that is you. Your body's innate intelligence knows this, that it is the house, the carrier for you. The cells of your body and your body's innate intelligence oftentimes wants to live more than you do. Hence, So many self-sabotaging actions and things that we slather onto our bodies, into our mouths, all the things that we do to sabotage ourselves, to try and take ourselves out because we can't stand, we don't like ourselves, we feel ashamed and all the things. Your body has to deal with this barrage of negativity that you do to yourself every day. All of the negative thoughts that you think about yourself, all of the negative feelings, all of the shame, the judgment, the guilt, the punishment, the self-reprimination, all of the things that you do to yourself to punish yourself, which ultimately is an expression of a death urge that at its root is a desire to not want to be alive, a desire to want to check out and not be here in this life experience which in other words is worshiping of the the process of death so as long as you are filled with so much negativity so much self-recrimination and shame and guilt and all the things and you're telling yourself this all day long your body has to listen to this barrage of negativity and verbal and emotional abuse all day long How do you think the cells of your body are going to function when they have to deal with this negativity coming from your mind nonstop? They're going to protect themselves and defend themselves from this barrage of negative energy. It's going to trigger the survival mechanism that's hardwired into your body to protect The cells from this barrage of verbal and mental and abuse coming from your mind. Why are you doing this to yourself? When you do that and it triggers the survival mechanism that's hardwired into your body, you're fighting against yourself. You're making everything much more harder than it needs to be. And when you're running in this mode, it's very difficult to heal yourself of anything. So if this is you and you find yourself stuck in this loop, then I would encourage you to strongly take yourself seriously, have a sit down with yourself and say, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I steeped in so much negativity? Have you had enough yet? Aren't you tired of it? Of so much self-punishment and self-sabotage? When is enough enough? Isn't it time to just forgive and let go and move on and learn how to forgive yourself? I promise you, if you do, the weight that will be lifted off of you will be immense. And your body will finally be able to sigh a massive sigh of relief. Say, thank God she's done with that. Now we can finally start to function the way we know we need to do. Now we can finally begin to replicate and do the chemical processes and all the things in an attempt to stay healthy and to maintain our life. Take a look at yourself. The final pillar for today is number four. And it kind of follows along with what I was just talking about. And that is your body loves life. Not only is it hardwired to survive, but it loves its life. It loves performing its functions. As I mentioned before, I kind of actually wrapped this one up in with the other one, but your cells know how to function at their greatest capacity. They want to do this. It's the measure of their creation. Wouldn't you, when you look at your life, don't you want to achieve your highest potential to express and experience and develop yourself? In the best way that you can. To experience all that life has to offer. To learn and to grow and to evolve and to develop. Why wouldn't your cells of your body wish the same thing? They do. And in fact, you could even go so far as to say that so much of your urge to experience life and to grow and evolve comes from the sum total of 65 trillion cells of your body desiring the exact same thing allow yourself to receive the gifts and the joys of life to learn how to thrive in spite of all the negativity in spite of all the nonsense and all the hideousness that's happening around in the world Just because it exists doesn't mean you need to bring it into your little realm of your world and your mindset. You do have choice over your space. You are sovereign over your being, over your beingness, of your space, of what comes into your mind and what comes into your body. You have choice over that. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You are sovereign of your being. Choose to live Choose to work in harmony with a way that your body is hardwired to do. The body is designed to live over a hundred years. Why don't people live that long? Well, because people refuse to stop poisoning themselves. Honestly. And within themselves, within their spirit, People have such a huge death urge. They don't want to be alive. They think life is just horrid and misery. You just pay your bills until you die. And so go out and party and get drunk and get on the weekends and and abuse your body and with all kinds of things. And who cares? That's what results in short lives. But if you have the mindset and the perception that life is a beautiful thing, that it's here to support you, that all of creation is here to serve and uplift and is moves for your benefit, even if it doesn't seem so at the time. That mindset is in harmony with how your body is naturally built, is in harmony with the desire of all of the cells who want to live, who are there. To create a vessel for you, your spirit, your beingness, to experience this vast expanse of materiality, the beauty, the creativity, the pleasure, the joy, the gamut of everything that is possible to experience. Stop limiting yourself and living in such this gray dystopian box of just hideous potential just because that's what the media and critters on that want to rule the planet, want to tell you that that's all you're good for. What nonsense. Expand your thinking. So with that, I hope our conversation today has expanded your thinking to get you to think a little bit more about how you view your body, how you treat it, the words you speak to your body, to yourself to give you a broader understanding of how your body functions so that you can then take steps to work in more, to to function in more in harmony with your body so that you can move into a greater state of health, happiness, joy, and truly thrive in your life. That's what it's all about to grow and enjoy and evolve. So with that, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode and sticking with me all the way through this conversation. I know it's a big one. Be looking for the next conversation or the next episode where we will be finishing this conversation. And be sure to grab my PDF free gift download that I have for you, which is all about what does it take to heal yourself? The four aspects of yourself that need to be addressed. You can find that PDF, the the link to download that gift, in the description with this episode. So I encourage you to do that. Share this episode, share my channel with other people, your friends and family, like, and subscribe if you haven't already. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Take care.